1: Irreverent, over-the-top, and smart as a whip, this is The Rob Black Show.
0: Yesterday was an off day due to technical issues. Not too shabby, all things considered, during COVID that we've been able to pull off what we've been able to pull off. People are starting to trickle back into work. Hopefully that'll be me in 2022. Um, and then I could start doing things like going to Starbucks with coworkers and just getting normalized again. Bitcoin stopping fifty thousand today as cryptos join the rally. Um, sorry, I missed you yesterday. That was a good day to talk about what was happening on Wall Street. Um, big rally, huge rally. Apple's cracking into all-time highs on news of augmented reality glasses and virtual um, scenarios. Augmented reality and virtual reality headset coming sooner than later. And same thing goes for car. Both of those could be trillion-dollar market cap ventures. One analyst upped her valuation today on Apple to to a valuation of $2.5 trillion. Let me be honest with you. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I did not think that was ever going to happen in my lifetime. That a company would be worth a trillion-plus dollars. Now we have multiple companies worth a trillion dollars. The rules of Wall Street change, and you kind of have to change with them on some levels. I don't want to get too complicated or too um, incorrect narrative driven. Let's talk about what we saw yesterday, and then we'll get into what we're seeing today. Who is going to be the most influential person of 2021? I love lists. I love lists. What is going to be the most important headline? What is going to be the the hottest product? Yesterday, we saw the NASDAQ up 9 tenths of 1%, the Dow up 1.8%. It tells me boring and old companies have more of an industrial rebound than tech companies who've had a big run already. SP 500 was up 1.1%, kind of in the middle. Bitcoin recovered after falling 20% over the weekend. That's shocking. I don't care where you are. In one day, if your Bitcoin was down 20%, you had to be spooked. A friend called me last night, trash out of her mind. And she goes, Why didn't she tell me to buy a Bitcoin? I'm like, I didn't tell you not to buy Bitcoin. <clears throat> of all the coins, I like Ethereum the most. Um, but also I'm I'm in the Mark Cuban camp of one to five percent of your wealth. If you're crazy, five to ten. But after that, you should be institutionalized and yet people are plowing whole fortunes into digital assets. President Biden's big video call with President, Russian President Vladimir Putin is happening today. Biden reportedly warning Putin that if he decides to invade Ukraine that there will be economic sanctions. Investors are hoping that the more contagious Omicron variant of COVID can help the stock market rally. Listen to this. This is the theory that I'm reading in the tea leaves today. And I I could be reading this wrong. But some research has said that it's much, much, much more contagious, but that it's also much, much less severe. And that may actually be a good thing because get the herd immunity going, get people who weren't infected, infected, get some antibodies in their body for the anti It's an interesting theory, right? I don't know if I believe it. But it's an interesting theory. Um, all private sector employees in New York City, from Wall Street traders to Times Squares, the Power Rangers, will need to be vaccinated against COVID-19, Mayor Bill de Blasio said yesterday. First in the nation kind of measure. For a lame duck mayor, this is kind of a head scratcher. It's an odd way to go out. But maybe it's a, uh, a political maneuver. But seems not to favor Democrats because it's not being widely liked. Small businesses feel blindsided. Small businesses are the blood of our economy. Um, telling you again, two years into this, or let's be more correct, one year ten months. There's still not a lot of that we agree on. It's a split country. Um, other big stories of note out there: Doordash is launching an ultra fast delivery pilot program in New York City, trying to get orders to you in 15 minutes or less. I'm not sure we need this. But then again, back in 2000, I didn't think we needed Webvan um, web van bringing groceries inside our house or to our doorstep. Um, it just seems like we're solving a lot of problems that aren't going to help the world but make it much more, much more convenient to live in. Tesla shares yesterday declined for a fourth straight day after it revealed an SEC investigation in the company's solar panels. Drake has withdrawn his two Grammy nominations. Medina Spirit, the colt who won the Kentucky Derby, died of a heart attack after a workout in California. You might remember Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Derby only to have it stripped because he was doping. Jack in the Box is buying Del Taco in a $575 million fast food deal. A good vertical for Jack in the Box, this is not a vertical. This is acquiring number two. So number one is going to acquire number two in quick service, casual uh, tacos. How about this for an idea? How about buying a cannabis company of your Jack in the Box? Seems like the two go hand in hand, right? And then Netflix buys Jack in the Box at a cannabis company and people never leave their home. And DoorDash will come to our house and feed us when we need our tacos. Um, 800-516-1220 teacher each call on the air. Um, Staples has been a resource for business owners who need to get going for a long time. Um, it's interesting to note that Staples is being replaced by crypto.com in LA. It's not kind of lost on me. That Staples was this big office superstore, which was a thing in the 80s, big superstores, right? And then in the 90s, we started dot-comming them. And you can go online and they bring it to your office. Now we're just going, eh, not relevant anymore. Let's move on to crypto. Um <clears throat> 800 51 20, which calls on the air. Let's move into today's stories because I think that's kind of where we should be moving at this point. We've recapped yesterday pretty well. Uh, There's reduced concerns about Omicron. There's a 2.2% gain in Apple after Morgan Stanley highlighted the potential for Apple to capitalize on augmented reality on autonomous vehicle trends, raises price target to 200 bucks, 21% above yesterday's closing. Technical action on Wall Street, the S&P 500, is holding its 50-day moving average after becoming decidedly weak and volatile in the fourth quarter of 2021. Wow, can you believe it's December? 18 days till Christmas. Um, same old story. There's a fear of missing out people rushing into the stock market. A recognition that growth stocks and mega cap stocks look poised to lead again. Um. I'm glad I have exposure, but at the same time, I said to my radio producer this morning, I said, I'm in a reality glasses. You know, the problem with them is going to be is that they're going to cost a $1,000 and they can be ripped off your head. Now, again, some people wear $300, $400 pair of sunglasses and they don't have them ripped off. But something tells me this is going to be a little bit more targeted down the road. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, we got a good show planned for you today. Lots of content brewing and percolating. Stay tuned. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. If you need a referral to a financial planner, contact me, Rob, at robblackshow.com.
1: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
0: Invest in what is
1: really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
0: Thanks for staying a part of my radio family as many years as you have. Um I consider it cathartic and incredibly helpful for me to think about retirement and to focus on a team goal of getting us all there. Whoever listens, you're you're welcome to come along. I'm an old dude at this point in time, so I won't get Bitcoin as well as someone who's 30. Don't need to, don't want to, don't have to. I've accepted it enough that I can call it an asset. But if you want to conquer that, you're going to have to go out on your own because I got old eyes and I'm seeing things the way I see them. Today is a day. My father was in the military. Um, December 7th is a big day in American history, not for the World War II implications, but for the business of America implications. Stick with me for a second. I think the American century started on its darkest day. So... Pearl Harbor was America's military industrial complex wake-up call. Powered by a new national sense of mission, the mass force ultimately would go on to win the war, over the following decades turned into a globe-spanning superpower, redefining supply chains. In the late 30s, when America's military ranked in size with those of Portugal and the Netherlands. We weren't that much of a powerhouse. And then we decided, let's turn this into a business. The U.S. spends more on its military than the next 10 nations combined, supporting an estimated 750 overseas bases in 80 countries. American businesses follow the military around the world. Companies like Coca-Cola, Google, Starbucks, they all end up landing on military bases and spreading American capitalism. Think about it for a second. I think you'll agree with me. This was an important day for the United States to become an empire. Now, again, I'm not going to get too waxing poetic. I read a great article yesterday. For the first time, the San Jose State football team was in Hawaii on December 7th, and they got to witness the bombing of Pearl Harbor from a kind of a, a, a safe distance. You know, They weren't in military vehicles. Um, that's fascinating. Like that's a piece. Nu- that's a nugget of history that can be made into a movie that we've never ever experienced. Of course, you're gonna have the quarterback throw a you know a touchdown pass and hit a Japanese Harry Carey bomber pilot. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll sensationalize it. We'll get a little Rambo into it, right? <clears throat> Entry into World War II on December 7th, 1941, was the key to America's rise, in my opinion. Um, it changed foreign policy. It was, we need to beat Hitler at all costs, if possible, without the involvement of American troops abroad. Um, The bombing of Pearl Harbor changed that because it brought the Atlantic and Pacific into war fronts for the United States. Between 1941 and 1945, the United States produced 300,000 military aircraft compared with Germany's 100,000. I don't think we won the war on our brains. I think we won it on our brawn. American industry also churned out 10 battleships, 211 submarines, 88,000 tanks, 12.5 million rifles, the first atomic bomb, putting the end of the war, and starting a whole new war called the Cold War, which too has economic consequences that I think benefit many Americans. You know, one of the most interesting days of my radio career it was probably a day like this or maybe veterans day. And I started talking about how I believe the military in the United States is kind of a job service. And maybe I didn't have the idea formulated quite so right. But my producer, Heidi, she said, I think they're murderers. (laughs) I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, if you're 18 and you, you're not going to college, you can join the army and they'll give you a skill and you know you can come out of the military in five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25, 30. If you want to stay a career, you can stay a career. You can get a nice pension. I said, it's kind of a job training service in America. And it, on that level, I kind of was liking it. You know, Keep in mind, my dad was not the mother. So she goes, no, I think they, they just create murders. I'm like, wow, someone must have dated someone in the military and got burned or dumped. And uh, I, as an institution, it's flawed for sure. Creates a lot of alcoholics. Um, but but um, I, I asked her on the air, I said, do you think my dad was a murderer? <laughs> and she goes, by definition, yes. I'm like, okay. She resigned the next day. The management at CBS pulled her. And she was not allowed back on. Because that was a conservative station. And... It it was unfortunate, but it was a day that I certainly remember. Not a day that lives in infamy, but still a day that I'm still talking about years later. Um, Because I do think the U.S. military is kind of a job service. So anyway, that's it. That's my tribute to the United States. Um, It's wonderful to live in peacetime, relatively speaking. Uh, But even today, we're having President Biden talk to President Putin, kind of dragging out the Cold War into another century, right? Tesla stock price target raised to 1,000 at UBS. Um, A lot of research is pointing to the fact that no one's going to catch Tesla for three years. And by the time they do, Tesla will be on to its next big thing. But there's also an SEC investigation in Tesla on defects in their solar panels and what was known what was not known. I don't have it all. Um, I'm just saying both sides of that story. If you want to own Tesla, own Tesla. If you don't, don't. I, get, I can make a case for both. Um, when you make a case for it, you add a little extra risk to your portfolio. When you make a case against it, maybe you're leaving upside on the table and you underperform because you're trying to be too conservative and too safe. You know who I'm fascinated to see today? GameStop. They're going to report third quarter results after the market closes tomorrow. GameStop is a company that should be gone, right? They sell physical video games. Now, for Christmas, my kids, um, they want a Microsoft Game Pass. So I got them Game Pass. And they can download hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games. Probably not hundreds and hundreds, but you get the idea. No reason for me to ever go to GameStop ever again. You throw in a little bit of Amazon, and if my kids need a charger it's at my home the next day if my kids need a controller it's at my home the next day so i don't get the gamestop business model anymore but as we all know it became a bit of a meme stock years ago chewy co-founder ryan cohen joined gamestop's board and doing his best to try to digitize the company i think microsoft has its own store and sony has its own store so i don't know if gamestop is really needed Considering games, I'm sorry, Microsoft and Sony get a cut of anytime someone buys Cyberpunk or anytime someone buys something in the V-Buck world of Fortnite. Now, there's a shortage of consoles that plays into their favor. They've got a savvy digital entrepreneur on their board that helps. But the reality is, I want to see the numbers, and we'll get those tomorrow. Fascinating times. I don't know if you remember GameStop was a big meme stock that had a big, dramatic year. Ups and downs. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: Find us at RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com. Prepare for an odd segment, okay?
0: Elon Musk is in the news today. Um, He's talking. And he's kind of doing his uh, ramblings. He talks about subsidies for electric vehicle makers. Um, he's a tech billionaire. He is going to be the first trillionaire, in my belief, when his SpaceX launches and he starts selling telecommunication services through satellites to all parts of the world. He talks about the declining birth rate in the world as one of the biggest risks to civilization. And I go, okay. Let's read this a little bit further. A growing number of people are deciding not to have children, citing concerns such as climate change and inequity. Musk added that too many good, smart people think there are too many people in the world and that the population is growing out of control. He says, I cannot emphasize enough. There are not enough people. His comments come as a growing number of people are deciding, again, not to have children. It's completely the opposite because we need our children to take care of us, to fund us, so you will. You know, you put into Social Security, but you're going to take out a lot more from Social Security than you put in in your lifetime. And our government has done a very inefficient job of investing it wisely. So they take money out of your paycheck for 30 or 40 years, and you live off that money from the paycheck for 30 or 40 years as Social Security starts coming back to you. Social Security is going to have big cola this year. Cola likes uh, Coca-Cola? Nope. Pepsi? Nope. Sprite? Nope. Cola is in cost-of-living adjustment. It's pretty sizable, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. But that's going to be the tie in this segment, and this one's a little bit too obvious. We need children to create jobs to pay taxes to support retirees. He has six children. Um, that's a lot of kids. My mother had six kids and to put it in perspective of my mother. If you're pregnant for nine months, you could do the quick math that she was basically pregnant five years of her life. That's hard on a body. If there's one class of human that I find to be closest to God, it's women. Carrying children is something that just blows my mind. <laughs> So UCLA researchers have shown that the number of births in the U.S. fell in the last nine months. In China last year, climate change and particulate pollution is associated with a 20% increased likelihood in infertility. Jump over social security, and last year at this time, we were talking about a meager 1.3% inflation cost of living adjustment. This year, we're talking about a 6.2%. So at the start of 2021, if you were on Social Security, you were getting an extra $20 a month on average. This year, if you're on Social Security, in about two weeks, three weeks from now, your Social Security check is going to look a little bit more chunky. Wasn't that the greatest name of a candy bar? Chunk. (laughs) Like, that is the perfect name for a candy bar. I don't even care if it's chunk of. I just I like the word chunk. So this year, your COLA, your cost of living adjustment, $96.40 a month. Now, the average payment in Social Security is about $1,555. So add another $96 on that. And it's sizable. It's material. Now, if you're living off Social Security, I don't know how you're doing it. I personally couldn't live off $18,000 a year and $1,555. Times 10 months is 15,550. If I'm doing my math right, add on another 3,000 and you're about 18,000, right? Some states tax it a little bit more than others, which is just a weird idea. The government's giving you something, and they're like, oh, we're going to tax it also. <laughs> like, what? Why are you just giving it to people? Oh, because we have to tax it on the, like, it doesn't just give them less and don't tax it. I don't know. Something's wrong with that formula, right? Since 1975, COLAs have been automatic increases set by legislation. The adjustment is now determined by applying the percentage increase, if any, in the Labor Department's consumer price index for urban wage earners and clerical workers. I think it's fair to say that when I hit retirement, I don't need Social Security. Do I wish I could have made a deal 20, 30 years ago that said to the government, don't take any social security away from me, and then I won't take any, because it now takes something like 12 to 14 people to have jobs to pay one person social security. And let's not even get into the trillionaire idea that we started here with Elon Musk. Um And he blasted the governments yesterday, the U.S. government, saying, you know, the idea of a billionaire tax is just a bad idea. You're taking someone who's been good with capital allocation. Dare I say great with capital allocation? You're giving it to someone who's been awful at it, the government. Since 2000, Social Security benefits have lost about 30% of their buying power. And it does seem odd to me that there's the haves and the have-nots, but there's also a lot of people in the world that like they can live off 60000 in retirement and use that $20,000 of Social Security as a supplement with $40,000 of income coming in from a million. One of the big tenets of this show is you need a million dollars to retire because a million dollars used to pay you about $40,000 a year when interest rates were higher. Now it won't. So as interest rates have gone down, 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 I've been saying you need to save more, 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 more if you want to safely retire. Now, I find social security to be baffling in that I find federal programs to be baffling. And let me give you a quick example. Do we think the person who had a 30-year career in California, in Los Angeles, is the same person that had a 30-year career working in the coal mines in West Virginia? Do we think that person is the same person as the single mother in Miami? It seems like an odd federal program that should be more state-run. No, that doesn't work either. But the United States government runs into a problem with federal programs because we label people all the same. This is what a poor person looks like. This is what a person on Social Security looks like. Um, now, again, the amount of money put into Social Security does directly reflect how much you pull out. So, I've got a brother-in-law who hasn't had a job in eight years, and what he doesn't realize is, yeah, you can skate by on one income, but your options when you retire are going to be less. Now, their plan for retirement has always been something along the lines of, we're going to go to Europe and travel, and we're going to live really cheap. But what happens if real estate prices keep going up and you can't live really cheap? What happens if food prices keep going up and you can't eat really cheap? So that ties back to the social security dilemma where benefits have lost about 30% of their buying power. Um, I, are you picking up what I'm putting down here? <laughs> keep in mind, while we're talking about social security benefits, Medicare Part B premium increase was limited by a federal spending bill to 25%. The standard Part B premium, which is what most people pay for 2021, is $148.50 per person per month. Now, that's up from $144 last year, so that's another $4 roughly. But if you're paying $148 a month, times it by 10, $1,400, so that's about $1,600 a year out of your $18,000. And you're like, shoot, I can't retire. I throw it down because uh, Elon Musk says we need to make babies. Babies will save our planet. I don't think he's saying that. but Babies will save our, our, our government spending. <clears throat> and um, getting a big cost of living adjustment also means that there's been big inflation in the CPI numbers. They go kind of hand in hand. So the cost of living adjustment is not that big of a deal in reality, when you look at the inflation of the dollar and how we're losing po- buying power. So is there a, a love affair that goes into crypto? Yeah, there is because it's, it's a lot more static than the dollar. And I get why people are attracted to it for that reason alone. Um, Going to be an interesting time. I'm not, I'm very much neutral on crypto. I see the value of it, but I'm not wildly excited. I see reasons to get wildly excited about Ethereum and smart contracts, tied towards digital works. I like that. So I did a story yesterday on news that I'll try to recap in under a minute. We basically have a housing shortage. And the housing stocks, the companies that build homes like D.R. Horton, Lennar, Pulte Group, and Toll Brothers, basically could build for the next 10 years, sell their homes at a premium price. That's how shortage of a problem we have. The industry has rebalanced itself in the last 10 years. In 2006, 2008, the home builder industry was not ready. They were over leveraged. They bought plots of land, which were put on their, their balance sheets. Now they're not buying parts of land. They're making deals to develop land with people who own the land. Homebuilders look pretty interesting for a 10-year play. I'm Rob Black, and all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Consider the work of Roger action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show.
1: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
0: FedEx is forecasting another year of record holiday deliveries with 100 million more packages than 2019 Christmas. I go for a walk with my dog every day, typically sometime within two hours after the radio show. And I kind of live a little bit remotely right now. So I don't see a lot of neighbors driving. But the delivery trucks, oh, the delivery trucks. And I feel a little bit of guilt because I'm 15 minutes from a highway. And I kind of feel like the delivery people are like, oh, I just want to get home. And Why does this guy have to live on a long road? FedEx is forecasting um, a great Christmas season. Which is interesting because we've been talking about supply chain all year long, right? And get your Christmas gifts now because they're going to run out. And it seems like the stores are pretty well stocked. FedEx delivered approximately 96% of its packages on time compared with 99% for UPS and 99% for the U.S. Postal Service. 2022 is going to be a year where we see a pretty sharp increase of dominance by Amazon as a delivery service. One of the things I was noticing while walking 01101010 was how banged up the Amazon vans are. Like it's starting to get pretty schleppy out there. Um, just throwing that out. Here's an interesting story of the day. You remember toilet paper, and then you remember Lysol. You probably remember a lot of the cleaning supplies from 20 months ago were hard to find at stores. Something as simple as wiping our tushy. Guess what the newest supply chain victim looks to be? Chicken tenders. And I'm like, what? I get murdering of chickens, cutting off their heads, let them bleed out. um, Is a thing that you have to have humans involved in and processing. And COVID certainly doesn't help that. And there's disruptions of labor uh, workers. And you get the labor market where people say, I don't want really to really go to work anymore and cut off heads of chickens. I'm done with that. Um, so then you get into like, what's next? So it turns out chicken tenders require a lot more processing and packaging. I guess murdering a chicken and then cutting it up is easy to get to the store. But when you murder a chicken cut it up and you know, put the beak in, put the tail in, Put some talons in, grind it into sausage, turn it into nugget paste, put it in a package, put the plaster on the package, freeze it, deliver it. That little extra work is where the supply chain is getting caught up at right now. So, in the last month, in the last year, in the last month, chicken prices have gone from 344 a pound to 354 a pound. But in the last year, they've now pushed all the way up to $3.98 a pound. Um, that's pretty high. So again, if you go from the start, 344, 398, and this is where I'd be awful at prices, right? Oh, could you imagine making it onto the stage at prices, right? And they put on a game that you just don't know. <sighs> that would suck. You know, the one I hate, it was the, the mountaineer guy, the guy who would yodel and climb up the mountain. Never liked that one. Never, never, never liked that game. But I did have a fantasy about being on Prices Right as a kid. I always knew I was going to be the guy who bid a dollar. I knew I was going to be that guy. Okay, so back to packaging. So the reason behind the meat shortage varies with meat prices skyrocketing grocery stores. Um, I've gotten to the point where hey, I'm doing less red meat. Obviously, for health reasons, as you get older, but also the price is pretty extreme. You could see a filet going for $29.99 a pound. You're like, whoa, don't miscook that. Don't take your eye off the oven for one minute with that. So other big stories of note today. Um, I last segment started an idea that I didn't really get to finish the housing boom and building of homes. A lot has gone on in the last two years with labor market of working from home, wanting more home space, having a home office is important for people. And the home builders, they got really messed up in 2006, 2007, 2008, and they all started to consolidate. So their balance sheets are awesome. Fortress. 19 publicly traded builders now command more than 30% of the new home market. There's not a lot of competition, all things considered. Um, Dr. Horton, the percentage of lots owned has fallen from 43% in 2018 down to 24%. Their their balance sheet risk is way less than it was two years ago and 10 years ago. Um, The debt to capital ratio on home builders balance sheets um, is looking attractive. Moving in the right direction. People are, Wall Street people are favorable when you look at the valuations that are typically half what the market average is. So instead of sitting at valuations of 15 to 20 times earnings, they're sitting at valuations of 10 times. They're sitting at book values that are attractive. Am I going to convince you to buy a, a home builder? I don't know. I don't know if I can, you know, like if it's not my job and trying to convince someone to do something. I told you a friend of mine got mad at me the other night because I didn't steer her into crypto. Like, that's not my job. She's a little too drunk to talk to. But the US population is going to grow at least at just 4% in the current decade. That's down from 7.4% from 2010 to 2020. So, population growth, the crucial underpinning of the housing market is on a troubling trajectory. That's the thing you have to take into account. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob
1: Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show.